Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now then, uh, the thing about it, I don't go off and somebody, I want to show you something. There's an entirely different thing of God giving you a vision, letting you see a loved one in heaven, and then contacting somebody's spirit and spiritualism. Contacting, really, you're not contacting anybody's spirit, but evil spirits and demons. Did you hear me? You see, this cloud of glory overshadowed the Mount of Transfiguration, and Peter, James, and John saw Moses, and they saw Elijah. They're talking to Jesus about his death. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Spirit, Soul, and Body by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. Now then, I remember the other night when my sister died at 6.23 in the evening. We were around the bed when she drew her last breath. We had finally gotten to my wife's mother's house there in Garland and my wife and I got to bed about 11, 11.30 at night, 12, somewhere around that vicinity. We lay down and I was lying there with my eyes closed, not asleep. In fact, I didn't go to sleep for two hours or more. But lying there just quietly, didn't want to disturb her. She fell off to sleep. Usually I'm the one that does it, go to sleep. But she went off to sleep because she'd been up for uh, almost, uh, well, at this time, by this time, about 24 hours without any rest. And so I was uh, lying there praying in other tongues. And I thought about her going. Of course, we feel the loss deeply of any of our loved ones when they go. Then I thought about this own experience of mine way back there in 1933 and knew that that was exactly what happened to her. And as I thought about that, suddenly it was just as though I was off somewhere else. I, I, I suppose it was a vision. But I could see us standing around that bed in that hospital room. To me, it's just as real as I see you sitting there. I could see the family and her children, all of us around that bed. I could see her draw her last breath, and then I saw her leave her body and go up to about the top of the room there and look down at us, and, and there was a smile flittered across her face, and, it, and she felt so sorry for us. And really, that's what we was doing there, was feeling sorry for us, too. We wasn't feeling sorry for her, we was feeling sorry for us. Amen. We're left. What am I going to do, different one said. See, we felt our loss. We're so human, aren't we? And then, there was a little time there that I didn't see, but then I saw her up in heaven. It seemed as though I went and stood there with her. And I, uh, I saw her with Jesus. And then she turned and said to me, Now, I had felt so badly. I told you in our past two seminars, summer seminars, June and August. I told you, you know, the Lord told me way back last spring, or really, really turn of the year, see that my sister was going to die. You remember me telling you that. 
But really, I took I, I, one reason that I, among other reasons, but one reason I had two seminars this summer, I want to take June off and, and spend some time fasting and praying. And that was one thing I did my best to change. I never prayed so desperately in my life. Only 55 years old, not old enough really to die yet. And I, I did my best, and I, and I felt so badly in a way in that I was not able to change it. Why could I not pray the prayer of faith here? I never said a word to her about it at any time. But when she looked at me, she said, don't feel too badly about it that you couldn't pray the prayer of faith for me. She said there was a reason why. That's the same thing the Lord kept telling, but he wouldn't tell me what the reason was. There was a reason why you couldn't. But she said, I want you to get this. She said her daughter, Joy, oh, I guess about 32 years of age, she said, but you can pray for Joy and it'll work for her. Now this daughter, in the last year, oh no, not year, last six months, I guess, has had, and I don't know of anybody having that many, but she's had at least 20 or 24 shock treatments. Plus all the other medicine and shots that she's taken until you see her, she walks around like a, like a robot. She'll hold her hand that way and you'll have to tell her, Joy, relax. And she may relax and then before you know it, she's up again. Just walking around, just, just walks that way. Just like a machine. I'd prayed about it before, but seemingly got no results. But she said to me, said, uh, uh, you, you can pray for her. And then I saw myself in the First Assembly of God Church in Garland, Texas on the Sunday night. Last, well, a week ago, tonight, a week ago. And I saw myself minister to this daughter of my niece. Well, now, I didn't tell anybody that uh, it's going to come past this way. I just said, now, when the opportune time comes, I'll minister to her. And last Sunday night, we did. And instantly, like you'd snapped your finger, her eyes cleared up instantly. She looked as normal instantly as you do. Praise God. Actually, that cast three devils out of her. You say, she born again, spirit-filled, had three devils in her. I don't mean there's inner spirit. Her spirit was bound because your spirit will become bound by your body a lot of times. Are you listening to me? Amen. And I knew that she was supposed to go on Monday morning for another shock treatment, which would have been, I think, about the 24th one. And I said, when you go in the morning now, Joy, you tell the doctor, I don't need it. I'm better. And I, and, and I won't need it. So we saw her, of course, the next day in the afternoon, and, and she looked normal. Then I said to her also, cut down on your medicine. Cut it in half to begin with. And began to walk in faith. And so she said, well, I went in. I said, what did he say? Well, I said to him, I, I don't uh, go in. You see, get ready for the shock. I said, no, no, don't need it. I'm better. Well, go in, take it anyhow. No, she said, I'm not going to take it. He said, well, all right then. And so she said, I intended to take my medicine just in the morning time, night time, but I forgot to take it this morning. I've gone all day without it, and I feel just fine. Praise the Lord. And then on Tuesday, before we left to come back here, we called over and checked on them, and they, the two girls and one of the boys, and Daddy had gone to 
to see about some business, but we talked to her daughter-in-law, and she said, oh, George, just fine this morning. said, she actually she called Jerry, her brother, this morning, said, this first time in, in over two years she's ever done this. First time, I guess, no, over two years, three years. be three years last June. Three years and almost a half then. Said she called him, said, get up, Jerry boy, let's go. First time she'd ever called him Jerry boy in over three years. You see, her mind's functioning normally like it was. Well, thank God it works. Now then, uh, the thing about it, now don't go off and somebody, I want to show you something. There's an entirely different thing of God giving you a vision, letting you see a loved one in heaven, and then contacting somebody's spirit and spiritualism. Amen. Contacting, really, you're not contacting anybody's spirit, but evil spirits and demons. Did you hear me? You see, this cloud of glory overshadowed the Mount of Transfiguration, and Peter, James, and John saw Moses, and they saw Elijah. They're talking to Jesus about his death. Didn't he? God does permit some things. But you see, it's an entirely different matter. Now, now she wanted to say something else to me that I think would be of great importance to you. Maybe a great blessing to you. Now she said, Ben, this has happened. I wouldn't have it any other way anyhow, and I wouldn't come back if I could. She said, I've already seen Anne, that was her daughter that three years ago was killed in an automobile accident. And she said the first thing Ann said was how's Bill and the kids because she left two little kids just about five and three years old which would now would be about eight and six years old. And she said, I said, well, they're doing, they're doing fine. And she said, I didn't tell her that Bill had remarried because he had a little unfortunate circumstance here and read it in the last few days so he just got, a, got out of it. She said, you see, and she said something to me that it can be proven by the scripture, all right, but I think it'd be a blessing to us. She said, you see, people up here don't know what happens on the earth naturally. But they do know what happens spiritually. You see, the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews said that we are encompassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. Let us run with patience the race that's set before us. Now, you see, in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, Paul gives this outline of, of the heroes of faith, you see, and many of them names, and then, of course, a great number of them is unnamed. The thought he's trying to get over here is this. Like the spectators at the race, they've already finished their race. In fact, a Greek scholar told me, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but he is an authority on the language, that really, that's the meaning of these Greek words here. That these are not just spectators in this life, but they're those that have already finished their race, and they're over there looking at us in our race. And they're, they're pulling for us. Praise God to make that race. <laughs> now then, she said, you see, they don't know what happens naturally over there and what people do from the natural standpoint, but they do know what happens spiritually. They do know what progress you're making in your spiritual race. Well, now that would have to be so. Now to show you that they do, now wait just a minute. Let me give you a little more scripture that I think will help us. 
Don't you remember Jesus said, There is more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repenteth than ninety-nine just persons? If heaven knows, and they're in heaven, <laughs> glory to God, when a sinner repents, then they're bound to know what we're doing spiritually. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, the six-CD series that you've been hearing today, Spirit, Soul, and Body by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the mini-book, How You Can Be a Success in Life by Ken Hagan. Additionally, if you call today, we'll include the bonus paperback book, The Greater Glory by Ken Hagan. All three dynamic resources for just $39.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And remember, call to arms November 7th through 9th. Building men a character. It's going to be a great, 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 great. Uh, men's conference. That's right. I I do them differently. I said I've been you know I grew up in this. I saw so many of them. A lot of hype. I said if I do a men's conference, it's going to have some meat to it. There are there's nine different workshops that you can go to, and I'm going to tell you what each one of them is designed yes. to deal with problems that men face real problems and, and of course building men of character and this helps us to yes. be able to build our character so we can live the life that we need to live uh, for God be the examples that we need to be for our families mm-hmm. you want to get here just go to rhema.org slash cta and, and you can sign up right there and all the other information is there about hotels and so forth uh, we're going to be looking for you Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.